Welcome, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Now let's join Pastor Andrew Carter from Hope Centre Brisbane for his message. Hello, hello. How are you? Everybody alive? And awake? It's just hit winter in uh, Brisbane. We've had winter for a few months, but we have what's called the Ecker winter, where the westerly winds come and everybody freezes in Brisbane. And I've come out here and I thought I should... Thought it was going to freeze out here, but it's like it's perfect out here. Yeah. I think I might move out here. <laughs> you be okay with that? Yeah. Well, it's been a while since I've been here. In fact, the last time I was here was Easter last year, and um, we were passing through. We went out to Uluru, and then across to what the Great Central Road to Perth, and then we did the whole way around. We did twenty-three thousand kilometres in three and a half months and I tell you it was the best time of our life we had so much fun as a family Australia is huge like it's massive when you're driving eight hours and don't see anyone then camp the night and drive another four or five hours and not see anyone it's huge all you see is camels more camels Donkeys. Yeah, heaps of kangaroos, eh? We saw so many wedge-tailed eagles. Um, guess what? I even saw an ostrich. Yeah. How would you, I don't know how I got out there, but we saw an ostrich. We thought we were seeing things until we got up close to it. No, it wasn't an emu. I know the difference between an emu and an ostrich. <laughs> I even got a photo of it just to prove it, but I didn't bring it with me. So we had, a, we had a really brilliant time, and it's so good to be here. I have been praying for you uh, since Pastor Wayne and Pastor Ben has asked me to come out here, and um, I really believe that God has given me a very specific word for you tonight, and uh, I would go as far to say as I think it's a prophetic word. And so I hope your heart is open, and I hope you're ready to receive, because God wants to speak to you tonight. And again on Sunday, I really, I know that I know that I know that I've heard from God. I have a clear word for Sunday for you and for the church. And I really believe that Sunday's message is going to be a breakthrough message. And so if you have uh, any area of your life that needs breakthrough, whether it's a miracle in healing, whether it's a financial miracle or just a family, whatever that breakthrough is, come on Sunday expecting And I believe God is going to do something in you and through you, and you're going to see that miracle take place. So would you just close your eyes? I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you that you are here with us. Lord, your promise is that you will never leave us, never forsake us, that you'll always be with us. And Lord, I pray right now for the word. I ask, Lord, your anointing to be upon it. Lord, that you will quicken a revelation to our hearts and our minds so that when we leave, God, we will leave knowing that we have heard clearly from you tonight in Jesus' name. Bless us all. Amen. Amen. Well, when we got to... um, I'm going to give a little bit of a story. But when we got to Broome, we had this um, anticipation and an excitement about riding camels. Now, we've seen camels all the way through the desert. There were some huge ones and some little ones. And the whole way over there, we're talking about, you know, riding the camels in Broome. We get there and we pay the money and we go down to the beach and all the camels are lined up and we hop onto the camels. I was on one with my son and Natalie, my wife, was on the other camel with my daughter. We're waiting and then all of a sudden I turned around and I 
took a look at the girls and I could see that Jade's frozen on the camel. And I could see that she was a bit afraid. And I said to her, Jade, you're okay, aren't you? And she sort of struggled to get the words out. And then she said, no, no, I I don't want to do this. I want to get off. And I looked at her and I said, Jade, it's okay. Be confident. It's going to be okay. She said again, I don't want to do this. Dad, I'm freaking out. I don't want to do this. This is, this is not right. <laughs> and I'm saying, Jade, look at me. Just look at me. And I had this conversation backwards and forwards until the point where the camel stood up. When the camel stood up, you know, they don't stand up easy. <laughs> and I could just hear her screaming behind me. And I, this is only going to get worse. I'm going to have to get her off the camel. But I'm saying, J.D., it's going to be okay. It's okay. you just got to push through. And I looked at her and I said, Jade, how do we overcome fear? And she said, Dad, I know what you're going to say. I said, yeah, you know what I'm going to say, but I want you to say it. How do we overcome fear? We face it. We conquer it. We just push through and we face fear head on. And then she goes, Dad, I can't do it. I said, yes, you can. Yes, you can. The camel standing up and we started walking on these camels and you know like they're all over the place. <laughs> we get along the beach and I turn around and I could see that Jade's got this huge smile on her face. Her hands had let go and they're sort of you know waving around and she's taking photos and the exhilaration and the excitement that was on her face, the confidence now that had been renewed by overcoming that fear. Tonight I want to talk to you about confidence. This is what it says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10. Verse 32. Remember those early days after you had received the light, when you have endured a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and not delay." And by my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. There's one verse there that I just want to focus on tonight. It's at verse 35 where it says, So do not throw away your confidence, for it will be richly rewarded. There is a um, a president in America who is probably known as probably the most famous president of all. His name was Abraham Lincoln. I don't know if you ever read his life story, but it's not a very glamorous life story. Abraham Lincoln was known as um, the president who freed all the slaves. Abraham Lincoln was also remembered as a tenacious commander-in-chief a president who guided his country through the most devastating experience of its national history, known as the American Civil War. Abraham Lincoln overcame many, many great setbacks in his life, many obstacles in his journey. 
He had two business ventures that failed. He had a fiancé and um, was about to get married and she died just before their wedding. He later married another lady and had four boys. However, only one of those boys lived to full maturity. He lost eight different elections and Abraham Lincoln had a complete nervous breakdown before becoming president in 1860. Abraham Lincoln was only president for five years until he was assassinated. His story, when you look at his, his epitome of each year of his life, is just setback after setback after setback. And yet he is known as a, an incredible president, one who showed absolute inspiration in time of trouble, a man of absolute confidence. And he's a man that shows that if you keep on believing, if you don't give up, if you continue to persevere, you will reach the goals and the dreams that you have set in your life. See, confidence is a self-assurance. It's a belief that you will succeed. Your confidence is your fuel to keep you going, to bring you through to victory and to what you hope for. So my question to you tonight is this. Where is your confidence? What or who is your confidence in? Is your confidence in yourself, your talent, your skill, your ability, your intelligent mind, the knowledge that you have? Is your confidence in your success, your career or your occupation? Or is your confidence in another person or maybe another thing? Or is your confidence in God? There's an incredible story in the Old Testament about a young man named David who gets sent by his dad to visit his brothers at the war front. And he goes there and he, he takes the lunch to his brothers and then all of a sudden he hears this person on the other side in the enemy yelling abuse at all of the Israelites. And he's thinking to himself, hey, come on, what's all this about? And he asked one of the guys, he said, like, who's that guy over there? And the guy said, that's Goliath. He's a giant of a man and we're all afraid of him. And David thinks to himself, afraid of him? Come on, we got God on our side. And so David says, look, I'll go and fight this guy. David's only a boy. This other man is a huge giant, a man who's been fighting all of his life. And I love the statement of David when he confronts this giant and the giant looks at him and pretty much belittles him and says, I'm not going to fight you, you're just, you know. David looks and stares this guy down. He says, hey, you, you come against me with a sword and a spear, but my confidence is not in a weapon. My confidence is in the Lord. You come against me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. The Bible records that he defeated Goliath, a boy against a giant. There was something that was very different about this little boy. All of Israel were panicking. They were all in fear. 
They did not have any confidence, and yet David, a boy, comes along and shows them up. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 says this, Do not throw away your confidence, for it will be richly rewarded. Tonight I want to take a look at three little aspects of this verse and how we can apply them to ourselves. The first point is this, that your confidence can be thrown away or lost. It's important to note that nobody can take your confidence from you. Even the devil can't take your confidence from you. It's you who gives it up. The devil and other people can discourage you. They can tempt it away from you. However, it's you who gives up your confidence. It's you who throws it away. And the Bible says here, do not throw away your confidence. You know, many times in our lives, we can lose our confidence through circumstances and challenges, interactions with people. We can actually throw away our confidence. We can throw away our confidence because of disappointment. You lose your job. You can throw away your confidence. You get hurt in a relationship. You get a bad report from a doctor. You experience humiliation, embarrassment or criticism. Even abuse or personal attack. That can cause you to throw away your confidence. Having no money. Struggling with doubt. Even, even fear can cause you to throw away your confidence. I love, I love diving, I love fishing, I love anything to do with water. And I'll go spearfishing a lot. But I won't go spearfishing out in the open ocean. I saw a movie when I was a little boy. It had a very distinct music, you know, thing. Dun, 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 dun. That one. <laughs> For that reason, I don't... I don't go spearfishing out in the open ocean. I stay in nice and close. <laughs> I am not that confident to swim out there. The fear can cause you to throw away your confidence. And the Bible says here, do not throw away your confidence. If the devil can begin to erode you, if he can take, begin to deceive you and to let go of your confidence, then he knows that he's begun to succeed in robbing you of your faith. When doubt sets in, when we begin to say things like, I don't think I can anymore. I don't think I believe. I don't, I don't really know anymore. Maybe this is God's will. Maybe it's not meant to be. When this happens, you're beginning to throw away your confidence. Don't throw away your confidence. This is not something new. This is something that's been around forever. There's a story of a man by the name of Peter. His best mate, his master, his saviour gets put on a cross, beaten. This is not meant to happen, Peter's saying. Somebody comes and says, hey, you're one of the disciples. And he goes, ah, no, no, I'm not. 
Three times he denied Christ. In fact, he pretty much gave it all up. He said, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't understand this anymore. I'm going back to fishing. He lost his confidence. He threw it away. Confidence is the glue that holds your faith together. If you lose your confidence, you begin to lose your faith. Our confidence in God must not be thrown away because of difficulty. It's holding fast to God, continually serving him, doing his will. Then you will receive what he's promised in his word. James chapter 1 verses 2, 2 to 8. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is a double-minded, and they are unstable in all that they do. So do not throw away your confidence. Point number two, your confidence is what you hold on to. See, confidence comes from our faith in God. Confidence comes from our belief that God is, that God can and that God will, that God is real, that he is alive. Confidence comes from us knowing that we know that we know that he's in our lives. Confidence comes from having a real relationship with Jesus. When you're praying, when you're spending time with him, you have that sense of confirmation that he's hearing you, that he's directing you, that he's speaking to you. Confidence comes from persevering, from conquering the small challenges, the trials and tests in our everyday life. When we break through today in the little things, and we break through tomorrow in the little things. And we break through the next day in the little things. We continue to grow in confidence. Confidence comes from a knowing and an understanding and a belief of God's word. Knowing the truth. When you know the truth, it will set you free. The problem is we don't know the truth. Because we don't open this up and read it. When you know the truth, you, you actually know what God says. You know the promise. See, God's word is like a seed. And when we take that seed and we put it in here, when we begin to pray, it's like putting water on that seed. For a long time, you don't see anything happening with that seed. But there's something happening under the surface. As you're praying, as you're believing, as you're declaring God's promises over your life, that seed begins to grow and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this shoot comes out of the ground. God's word is God's promise to you. And that's your confidence. 
And that's what you hold on to. You don't throw that away. When God says something to you, don't throw it away. Keep it in your heart. Keep praying about it. Keep declaring it. Write it down. Speak it out. Don't let it go. Don't throw away your confidence. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are his own special people. Deuteronomy 31, verse 7 and 8. Be strong and be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never fail you and he will never abandon you. Doesn't that give you confidence? Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Don't say maybe or might. God's word is his promise. If he says it, that does it. Matthew chapter 19, verse 24. With God, all things are possible. And nothing is impossible. Absolutely nothing is impossible for God. And that just makes my confidence, my faith rise. Everyone says it can never happen. Hey, but God says it can because nothing's impossible for him. Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Just take that one verse, write it on the mirror, write it on your windscreen of the car. Memorize it and declare it and say it over your own life. No weapon formed against me will prosper. No lie, no criticism, no accusation, no action, no disease. It will not prosper. Even cancer will not prosper. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and he will answer accordingly. So we can be confident. We can stand resilient with absolute confidence upon God's word. His word is his promise. Oh, I love that. See, people with confidence are bold and courageous. People without confidence are uncertain and double-minded. People with confidence are hopeful. Those without lack self-assurance. People with confidence are focused and determined. Those without confidence are easily distracted, unstable and unsure. They struggle to make decisions. People with confidence are convinced. People without confidence are hesitant and indecisive. People with confidence are optimistic and positive. However, those that have no confidence are pessimistic and lean towards negativity. People with confidence are full of faith. Those without confidence are low in faith and low in belief. There's a story in the Old Testament of a a man by the name of Elisha. He was known as a man of great faith. A man of great confidence. 
There was a day there that he was sent by God from one town to another and he's on his way. He's been given a mission from God and nothing was going to stop him. And he starts walking and he gets through to this one place and it's a town and all these young adults came out, heaps of them. And they're all criticising him, calling him names and... You know, I think they were about to beat him up. Elisha doesn't stop. He just keeps walking. There was this, this sense of confidence that, hey, he ain't stopping me. My God has told me to go to this place. And if he's told me to go to this place, he's going to get me to this place. So they all come out and I think they're about to beat him up. And so Elisha just keeps walking. Then they said something to him that really got on his goat. They called him a baldy. Ain't nobody going to call me baldy tonight. (laughs) Elisha just looks at him and he calls out two bears and the bears maul all these guys. Elijah just keeps on walking. Nothing was going to stop him because he's heard from God. God has given him a word. He's given him some direction and he's on a mission. See, when God speaks to you, when he says something and he plants a seed in your heart, don't throw it away. Don't let another person, don't let a situation, don't let something come and rob, steal or try and destroy that promise that God's put in your heart. If he said it, he will take you to that place where you will receive it. Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. And say it might be or maybe, it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. I want to encourage you tonight. I want to just push you tonight. To hold on to your confidence. Guard it. Protect it. Declare your faith. Declare that promise that God has given you. You may not know this, but when... A few year, quite a few years ago, I had a motorcycle accident and I broke my neck. I was a quadriplegic. And I remember being in this hospital and one particular day they took me to do some physiotherapy and when I came back to my room, on the bed was an envelope and I managed to get the envelope opened. I thought, you know, it would be like $100 in there or a card or something and it was a letter and I started to read this letter and the letter went something like this. Andrew, this is God's judgment on you. This is because of all the bad things you've done and God is now persecuting and inflicting this on your life. I read that and for about five minutes I just started to think, well, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe all those things that I, you know. A friend of mine came in as I was sitting on the bed just holding that letter and he looks at me and he goes, Andrew, what's up with you? And I I didn't say anything, I just showed him the letter. And he goes, well, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. He said, well, I think I know what to do, let's pray about it. And he prayed for me. 
He said, how do you feel? I said, I, I don't feel any different. I don't feel like I've done anything wrong. He said, I know what we should do with this letter, but what do you think we should do with this letter? And I said, well, I think we should rip it up and throw it in the bin because it's not true. So we ripped it up, threw it in the bin. He prayed for me again. And that night I'm lying in the bed thinking about the letter. But I'm also thinking about the promises that God's got on my life. And I knew that scripture. If the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body. I prayed that scripture over my life and I knew that I knew that I knew that God was with me. That whole night I slept like a baby. There was a divine peace in that room that I could almost reach out and touch. Don't throw away your confidence. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. In those circumstances when, when you feel like all hell is out to stop you, when you feel like everything and everyone is trying to rip you apart, that's the moment when you need to speak it out and say, Lord, my confidence is in you. God, I trust you. Even though I don't feel like this at the moment, I trust you. I am confident in you. Sometimes it's just our own ears that need to hear that. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God always has the last word. You know, the doctors said to me, Andrew, they wrote a letter to my parents. They said that I'd be in that hospital no less than seven months. I'd be in there for a long time learning how to cope with my disability. Well, I wasn't in that hospital for seven months. From the moment I went in there to the day I left was only seven and a half weeks. I walked out of the hospital. I was completely healed. Don't tell me it's impossible. Because I will show you in God's word where he says, hey, nothing is impossible for him. Do not throw away your confidence. Your confidence is what you hold on to. Point number three, your confidence is not alone. Jesus said this in Acts chapter 1. He said this to a whole bunch of disciples that were totally rattled. He said, I want you to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. I will send to you a helper, one who will be with you, one who will empower you, one who will be with you every single moment of your life for the rest of your life. In Acts chapter 2, we read how the Holy Spirit came, descended and fell on them like tongues of fire, and just radically changing every one of them. No longer are they timid. The Bible records, especially Peter, we, you know, Peter's the one that denied and went back to fishing. <laughs> All of a sudden, Peter gets filled with this Holy Spirit, and he's the first one to run outside and start preaching about the gospel telling everybody about Jesus. 
Bible records how there were thousands of people saved that day. This is timid Peter. All of a sudden, he's changed. He's now got this renewed confidence, a boldness. God did not want the disciples. He does not want you and he does not want me to be alone. So he sent his Holy Spirit, his spirit, to regenerate you to renew you, to refresh you, to empower you, and to be with you. You're not alone anymore. I spent quite a few years in a boilermaker's shop. And boilermakers are tough Aussie blokes. There was one guy that was six foot two. One particular day, the boss came to me and said, Andrew, I want you to grab all the apprentices, all of the, all of the TAs, and I want you to clean out the whole workshop because I've got some big executive guys coming. So I did, I grabbed them all. This big guy comes over and he says, you can't take all the apprentices. And I said, oh, no, the boss told me. He said, I'm telling you, you can't take them. And I said, well, you're going to have the argument with the boss. I'm taking them. So he walks back over to his side of the workshop. He turns around, picks up a big lump of steel and starts walking towards me. And I could see in his eyes that he was going to kill me. Like he was literally going to destroy me. And he comes over and he's swearing the top of his head off. And he's, I'm going to get you, tell me what. He comes over like this with this big lump of steel. And I just looked at him and I said, in the name of Jesus, put that down. I didn't know what else to say. (laughs) This big lump of steel's frozen like this. He drops it down, walks away and goes and goes back to his work. I went straight to the bathroom. I was petrified but I knew that I knew that I knew that God was with me I had this confidence that no weapon formed against me will prosper see the Holy Spirit partners with us he gives us this real sense of extra confidence when we need it the Holy Spirit actually has many roles in our lives The Holy Spirit speaks, he directs, he teaches, he sets apart, he sustains and he comforts, he initiates prayer. He seeks to arrest man, he convicts and he reproves, he testifies, he reveals, he quickens, he promotes and he appoints, he empowers and he gives life. The Holy Spirit has been sent to you to be with you so that you can have extra confidence in whatever circumstance you may enter in your life. Your confidence is not alone. The Holy Spirit is with you and he gives you that extra confidence. If you've got your Bible, I want to conclude by reading Romans chapter 8. Verse 31. What then? Shall we say in response to these things, if God is for us, Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Is is God who justifies? Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us right now. I love that. Jesus Christ is right now standing beside the Father, interceding for you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble 
or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any other power, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in this creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We are more than conquerors. We're not just a conqueror. We're more than conquerors. Now that gives me confidence. My faith rises when I hear that. If God is for us, sickness, disease, defeat, has no power, has no authority, because Jesus has already won the victory. He's already conquered death. He's already conquered sin. Every disease, every sickness, it's all defeated. It has no power and has no authority in our lives. And when you know the truth, the truth sets you free. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Pick up your confidence. Hold on to it. Know that his Holy Spirit is with you and know that God will reward you in the end.